Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. What has been the war's impact on global food supply? This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. When the war in Ukraine began, experts were extremely worried that food prices worldwide would surge. Ukraine and Russia are both big producers of wheat and other foods. But fortunately, those terrible predictions didn't happen. To talk about what went right and what the future of global food supply looks like, NPR's Nareet Eisenman spoke to Leila Fadl. Before we get to the good news, why was there so much concern about food prices when the invasion first started? Yeah. So first off, there's this outsized role that Russia and Ukraine play in the world's food supply. Together, they provide a third of the world's wheat. And they're also major sources of fertilizer, cooking oil, feed grains. And that's particularly significant for countries in the Middle East and Africa. But on top of this, Russia invaded at a time when food prices were already at historically high levels due to previous droughts and bad harvests in the U.S. and other countries. So there wasn't a lot of wiggle room to deal with a sudden drop off in supply. Yeah. And at first, the impact was actually pretty severe, right? Absolutely. I talked to Joseph Glauber. He's a senior research fellow at the International Food Policy Research Institute. Let's take a listen. The first couple of months, prices were quite high and quite volatile. If you were to look at wheat futures, they had jumped almost 60%. Corn and soybeans were up 15 to 20% in those first week or so, but it could have been so much worse. And he says that's because pretty soon prices started to fall as it became clear that the upcoming spring wheat harvest in a lot of countries was going to be quite strong. Harvests in the United States and Canada bounced back, but the really big bumper crop was in Russia. They just got lucky. Okay, but Russia had all these sanctions, but those sanctions didn't apply to foodstuffs like wheat, right? Exactly. And then in August, Turkey, Russia, and Ukraine hammered out an agreement that, though imperfect, has mostly allowed Ukraine to resume exporting its wheat through ports in the Black Sea. And Ukraine still has wheat to export? Well, Right off the bat, they had this wheat that they'd already harvested before the war started. And then in terms of the planting and reaping after the war began, it is down 30 to 35 percent. But it's a testament to the grit of Ukrainian farmers that they've still been able to harvest a substantial amount. Mm. That said, this Black Seaport agreement expires next month. So a key question is whether it will be renewed. Okay, so what can we expect for global food prices this year then? Well, this pre-invasion level of food prices that we're currently at is still a historical high. And there are already some major ongoing hunger crises in places like Yemen, the Horn of Africa. So we're kind of still in this precarious situation where if just one thing goes wrong, a bad harvest somewhere, a worsening twist to the war in Ukraine, food prices could still really spike. NPR Global Health and Development Correspondent Nareet Eisenman. Thank you so much, Nareet. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back to this feed for more on the war and its impacts around the world. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Macmillan Audio. 
One of the most thought-provoking books about the Middle East, Thomas L. Friedman's From Beirut to Jerusalem, is now available as an unabridged audiobook featuring a new preface read by the author. Find it wherever audiobooks are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.